Alrighty, listeners, episode 157 is here. I'm your host, Scotty Trickett, and I'm joined this week by Mel Urbacher. Mel Urbacher. <laughs> oh, there we go. How you doing, Scotty? Yeah, I'm, I'm, look, I'm really good. I'm really good. Again, we weren't sure if you were going to join us, but here you are. I'm starting to think that this is all a big story. Yeah. I'm not actually pregnant, and it's just an excuse that I made up. And I think it's getting a bit old and boring, um, wondering will I or won't I be here. So let's let's just leave it off the table for now, shall we? Okay. Okay. Um, so no visits to the hospital for you this week. I had a visit to the hospital this week. Yes. Remember last week I was a bit under the weather. And I want to share this with the listeners because a few people ask, and I feel like we have a we have a good relationship with our listeners now. Um, and a few people asked or reached out about my crap week last week. So what happened is I, I, I went to the doctors and, and they discovered something that was wrong with my heart. Potentially something was wrong with my heart. So we, we did all the necessary precautions, which led to me... Having a walk. At Parkrun. At Parkrun on Saturday. Yeah, which was really nice. I just went down to my semi-local, which is Darabin. Um, there's two There's two methods to my madness here. I'm secretly working on my P-index to get that up. Well, not so secretly when you announce it on a podcast to thousands yeah. of listeners. <laughs> but yeah, okay. Yeah, but it's not, it's not front of mind. It's not like <laughs> my, motiv- my motivating influence. But um. Yep, so I headed along to Darabin and, and said to my two mates, I said, let's just go for a walk down at Darabin. So um, they joined me, which was lovely. And it it was a bit weird because my other two mates are really fast, like 17-minute park run mm. fast. And when everyone saw them, like me, doesn't matter, Scott, who cares? But when everyone saw them walking, it was like, what's are you wrong? injured? You know, are, you, <laughs> are, you, are you injured? What have you done? Are you racing tomorrow? Why, why are you all just walking at the back 55 yep. minutes? And then they just point it to me and say, "Ah, oh, that makes sense." Solidarity, um, but it was it was it, it, we were in solidarity walking, and it was a great chance. Like we're men, we're we're middle aged men in our thirties and forties who traditionally men don't. I don't know. Do they? They do they get together and just like walk for an hour and talk? I, I don't, don't think that's think something that a lot of Scotty. men do. No, no. So. um but these these are these are my best mates. These are my road trip mates. So it was it was breaking good to stereotypes. Do that. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then so that led to I got to do one of these stress tests where they put your heart. So they connect you up to all the wires. You have an ultrasound on your heart beforehand. Then you get on a treadmill, and they're checking blood pressure. They're checking heart rate. It's all on these big fancy screens, and your heart gets put through a stress test, and then they. They measure it, make sure that everything's working, and then they do an ultrasound afterwards. Um, so I got to do that, and I got to see how my heart rate reacts to really hard work. Like I thought, this is going to be easy. They said it's you're just going to walk on the treadmill, and I'm thinking, how good am I? I'm a runner. I can I can last on this forever. But what they forget to tell you is that they put it on an ah, incline. So they make you walk up a hill. I don't know about you, Mel. Yeah, yeah. So... Like when I think of running on a treadmill, I feel like I could run forever. But when they start with like a 4% incline and it goes to 6, 8, 10 or whatever, ridiculous. But they keep the speed the same or do they increase the speed as well? No, no. No, so it gets faster. Every two minutes it gets faster and gets But steeper. you're not allowed to run. You have to keep it at a walk. Well, no, because I, I managed to get up to a point where I was okay. allowed to run. But they said most people don't get to the running stage. 
because their heart's not handling it. Yeah, well, because you only need to get your heart rate up to its sort of maximum or to the point where you just cannot go anymore. How do they know what that is, though? Like, is, is there some kind of extra beep where it's like, okay, the heart is coping with this at the moment, but if you push it any further, then this person's going to be flatlining? Like, I don't really understand how it's got to be different for everybody, right? Well, no, there's, there's a general principle in that your heart rate is 220 minus your age. So I think they just work on the, the principle that that's your maximum heart rate. So we're going to get it as close to as that as possible. 220 minus your age. That just doesn't sound very scientific. Like, where do they get that number from? Well, I don't know. The doctors, <laughs> they came up with it. Are you not questioning the science, Scotty? <laughs> I want to understand. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 220 minus your age. And so you, you got there when you were running and that that's when they told you you yes. could stop. And this – no, no, I said no, I've had enough because <laughs> it was really hard. You please stop. <laughs> but when you're running uphill at that pace, it's really hard. Trust me. Okay, Just but how me. long had you been on the treadmill for? Uh, not long, okay. about 10 minutes. Well, that sounds like a long time to me lately. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, and then, but then, so you're completely exhausted and then you have to lie down and then they, they prod your chest with the ultrasound and try and, and look at it and, and make sure that everything's working. Good news, listeners, everything is awesome. working. So I can I can get back to running. But is, is that also the bad news is like because they, they thought something was wrong, but then now they couldn't find anything wrong? No, I'm going to find out a bit more. I've still got more doctors okay. to see. But the good news is that uh, they said I'm all clear to return to running. You don't need to carry a defib on your person. Awesome. No, no, no. And my heart performed really well, apparently. That's so that's awesome good. news, Scotty. I'm very relieved for yeah, you. Yeah. Yes. It is good news. I'm relieved <laughs> for myself because I, I like yeah. my heart <laughs> and I, I liked running in the end. And it's this old thing where when you're injured, it's the more you want to run. When you're told don't run. Yeah, it's nothing like you kind of, you kind of miss it a lot more. You're not allowed to do something. To make you want to do it. Yeah. I also I also know that these cardiologists are very very important people, and they sort of just quickly run in. They do the test. They do they do it really quickly, and then it's like they're running out before you can ask them any questions. And I think it was good that he just said, "You're all good. You can get back to, to running." Because maybe if I stuck around and overanalyzed everything on that machine and all the reports, I might have convinced myself that. Or if they'd stuck around and had worried looks on their faces and, you know, took a long time to decide whether or not it was appropriate for you to go back to running. They did They did at one point. They go, ooh, have a look at that. (laughs) (laughs) When the the ultrasound – Did you almost fall off the treadmill? What? What? (laughs) (laughs) No, because I can't because you're you're locked into place and it's all happening behind me. But I just want to go, what? Tell me. And then they start talking some medical terms and I go, okay. Well, it's good. It's great to get checked out because I know a lot of people don't. A lot of people ignore the signs and the signals and they really shouldn't. And I I got checked out by a cardiologist. I don't remember if we talked about it on the pod um, late last year. Um, just because well, – we didn't. I'm the, the only sharer. Yeah, well, you know, different. <laughs> 
I guess it was something else more exciting happening that week. But it was it was a relief to to hear that everything was fine. You know, I have an abnormal heartbeat, but it's normal for me, so that's okay. You know, these things happen, and when you get checked out, at least you've got that confidence and that reassurance that you you aren't just going to be the person who requires the defib somewhere out on the course on Saturday morning. Yep. So, but I'll put it back to you, Mel. I think. I think we're we're lucky. I mean, we're lucky because we live in the country that we do. But I had to pay. Oh for yeah, this. it's not cheap. If I waited to, yeah, no, I could have had waited like a month to for it to be free to be bulk build, which is great mm-hmm. that we can do this, that we have that afforded to us. But still, I had to wait. If 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 I didn't have the money, I would have had to wait a month, and I'd have a month of worrying. And in which time you develop an ulcer and you um, have some other problem <laughs> because because of the situation. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there is something. So I'm I'm going to see the doctor in a couple of hours, and they said everything's good. There's just one thing that your GP will discuss with you. But you'd think they could have told me that on the day, but no, they give me 24 hours yeah. to stress about it. Look up Dr. Google. And what else could possibly and, go wrong? Is that what you Googled, word for word? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Heart problems. And you don't want to see the pictures either. Don't don't click on the images. Um, yeah. Anyway, so that's my that's my week and uh, that's my oversharing uh, well, for the podcast this yes, week. Yes, it's gr- that's up, great news. Hopefully. It's, it's a good overshare and I, I hope it relieves a lot of the listeners to hear it as well. I'm sure it will. But you had a good walk at Darabin and, and you know what? I really like that you walked with your, your mates and it wasn't just a, oh, I'll walk with Kasha this week and, you know, then it's the parent walking with the child and, and stuff like that, which is – I know it's a nice thing to do as well, but, yeah, I think I think there should be – a week every year where the the people that usually run sub 20 um all walk and just 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 do it because that's yeah. you know it's a completely different way to experience park run not necessarily tail walk just walk just walk and see what it's like i mean yep. if we could have it the other way and those of us that are in the middle of the pack or at the tail end could have a week where we all just ran sub 20 i'm sure we would be up for that <laughs> it'd yeah, be great it wouldn't be if good. we had yeah. that kind of option but we have to work a lot harder to get there at the end of it we all said that was nice but probably wouldn't want to do it every week but you know once every couple of months just to have a leisurely yeah. walk and chat was awesome mm. now you did you have a leisurely um, walk and chat with your mates I'm guessing not because you told us that you're not ready to do the 5K. Yeah, so you're still, still volunteering. volunteering. I was anticipate. Um, I was hoping to to get out and do a course, pop down to the Gold Coast for the weekend and surprise some special people at an anniversary. But I didn't do it because sleep sleep won out in the end, and the idea of getting up at three thirty or, or four a.m. to get started was not very appealing but also I took Wes for a walk on um Thursday afternoon and it was just one of those things where they you know they tell you to get out and walk every day and whatever and I thought okay yep I'll do that I'll take Wes for a walk and it only probably took him I was gonna take him like 500 meters turn around and go home it was a, a nice sunny patch of an afternoon but he realized when I when when I said okay let's turn around now that we weren't going to make it to the park if we turned around. 
that's the direction of home. Like this kid, he's smart. He's starting to cotton onto things. I was like, oh, I didn't have a pram. He was he was walking. This is my not quite two year old was walking along and holding my hand this five hundred meters. I thought, oh, well, if if we keep walking toward the park, that's all well and good. It's a couple of k away, but. I'm, there's no way I'm going to be able to walk home, let alone him as well. Um, so I called Adam and said, hey, look, you know, I'm going to have a tantrum inflicted upon me if I um, don't continue on towards the park. Can you come pick us up after we've had a bit of a play? And that was all good. So we walked. Wesley took 42 and a half minutes to walk two kilometres. Like I, I was just amazed that he could actually walk that far he didn't ask to be carried he just took his own little leisurely pace and everything um it definitely pointed out to me that I'm not capable of walking 5k at the moment but at his pace I can definitely walk too um and then he had a play at the park and had a great time but yeah it's um I'm looking forward to being able to get back to walking five kilometers again I am everything's Ankles are swollen and, and things like that. So, And with the head in your pelvis, it's not particularly comfortable to um, have your legs turning over for long distances. So, um, yeah. So volunteering on Saturday it was, again, which is all good because I love it. And um, had another good morning just at my home park. Plus got a good. little bit of extra sleep. In National Volunteers Week. Yes, a very important week for everyone. And you know what? I really feel like we need more stats around our volunteers because there's just not enough stats. You reckon? I think I need to put in a request to somebody. Yeah. Well, you know the people to put it into, so you go ahead and do that. Now, Mel, um, I've heard that, that story, and I want you to take the next few minutes off. Um, I'll carry, I'll carry the pod from here. Um, we've got the state of the nation coming up where we zip around the country and internationally. So, okay, you think you, you think I easy, can okay? um, just like put my feet up for a few minutes? Yeah, cool. Yeah. I will. Back by popular demand is our State of the Nation address by all our ambassadors all around the country. We've gone to the people. These these are the guys in the coal mines. These are the guys in the nitty-gritty. They're the ones that are setting up these events, getting them ready to go. And first cab off the rank is Chris Timms in Tasmania, the smallest state, but one that's got a lot going on and probably the talk of the nation at the moment, Chris, because on and you've just got off the plane off launching a very exciting event. Um, tell us all about it. Hi, Scotty. Thanks for having me on. Yes, very exciting this weekend. We were very happy to be able to launch um, Flinders Island, oh, oh, sorry, White Mark Wharf Park Run on Flinders Island, which is a beautiful little island off the northeast coast of Tasmania. Um, that's event number 14 for Tasmania, so very proud of that. And look, it's an island with a population of 800 and we got 30 people there. So it's just a phenomenal support from the local community and we expect that it will actually grow because there were a few people busy with voting and kids sport who said they would have otherwise been there. So very excited about that and went for a bit of a tour around the island because um Once you're on the island on Saturday morning for park run, you can't get back off until Sunday afternoon. So it's a good excuse for a weekend holiday and some beautiful spots to see. 
Um, other news around Tassie, we've been very fortunate and very grateful that we've received a Community Innovations um, Healthy Tasmania grant from the Health Department, which has given us full, full funding for another four events in Tasmania to launch. So that's really exciting. And we're actively working on events in Kingston, Sorrell, Bridport up in the northeast, and we're really trying to find someone to help us get down the east and the west coast of Tasmania. So, uh, yeah, looking very exciting down here, um, looking at putting on some new event ambassadors to cope with the workload, but by all accounts we'll be up to 20 events by the end of the year or not long after. Before we go back to White Mark Wharf, I've got a question about the west coast of Tasmania. This is a – it's not a highly populated part of Australia. How far away are we from having a park run in that neck of the woods? Look, we've we've had some preliminary conversations in the last couple of years. There's certainly a degree of excitement amongst individuals to get something going down there. They do have a reasonably strong running group down there who might be able to put something together in one of the towns down there. Um, no, it's not highly populated, but it's an area that could really do with a park run, not just from a tourist perspective, of course, but um, look, it would be great to get the free recreational activity down in the, into that area because yeah. they're so remote. And speaking of remote, White Mark Wharf, 800 people on the island. Now, we know this is this is small and, and it will be sustainable, the park run. Um, are they expecting a lot of tourists or are they hoping to just build a, a great community from within? They're primarily looking to build a great community from within, but it also, it's just beautiful for tourists. We did have two people apart from myself and my husband over there this weekend who'd flown in specifically to do park run on Win at White Wharf Wolf on the island and they stayed for the weekend as well. Um, one of those two ladies, at least, maybe both of them, are now the only people to hold Tasmanian statesmanship. Um, so they were over there to maintain that. Um, so, look, the, the White Mark Wharf, the park run start and finish, is right next to the Flinders Wharf, which is a lovely um, food and wine precinct restaurant. Um, it's just a stunning place to visit. So, you know, if, if people have ever thought of going there, they really okay. should give it a go. We will. I mentioned it on last week's pod, I think I'm going to start planning my next Westerfoldian road trip and we're going to hit up White Mark Wharf. Um, so exciting times in Tassie. Thanks very much, Chris, for giving us an update. My pleasure. Thank you. Okay. Now, after working for 15 years at SBS, I, all, I know everything about Eurovision fever. So with that in mind, calling Tamworth BP, <laughs> welcome to the Parkrun Adventurers um, Sonia Pullman, who's going to give us a, an update on New South Wales and a little bit of the ACT. Thank you. Very deep in the heart of New South Wales <laughs> at the Tamworth BP. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yes, so New South Wales is... Um, so what, yeah. yeah, so what's happening around New South Wales? Well, we're continuing to bubble along. New South Wales has currently got 86 of the um, 353 publicly available events which means Queensland, you know, in the spirit of state of origin, I know there's a good rivalry between Queensland and New South Wales. Um, Queensland still takes it with 29% of the events. Um, so I'm sure New South Wales would, you know, we'd still like to be um, pulling our weight a bit more there. 
<laughs> but we're working on that. Um, and the ACT has six events. So there's, um, yeah, a number, there's certainly a lot of prospects on the radar um, that, but then that are spread out all across the state. That's for sure. That's good. Can you hit us with any of the prospects? Um, nothing. Uh, nothing in particular. I would say there's there's um, there's one that's going to be, I'd say, of good interest to people, um, which I won't say yet. But um, yes, it's being worked on. So that's all I'll say on that. Um, uh, yes, okay, interest because you got to give us a little bit more than that, Sonia. Oh no, no, I don't. I don't, Scotty. <laughs> I don't have to give you anything on that. Um, no, I guess because of perhaps the type of event that it is. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. So. Um, Leave us wanting. That's good. Yeah. That's good. No, but there's a there's a good spread of locations all across the state that are, are coming along. But, um, yeah, nothing that we'd say, okay, this is going to be starting up absolutely straight away. And the other, probably the other thing that as I was looking at the map and um, talking to some people about New South Wales is the fact that as parkrun adventurers, um, you now can get yourself from the Queensland border all the way down pretty much as far as Batemans Bay, which is around 1,200 kilometres. If you, you could pretty much stop every two hours to, you know, drive safely, have a cup of tea and do a freedom run every two hours and that would be a pretty good way to go travel safe with partners. you realize you've just challenged a few people oh i think so but apparently it, looking at the <laughs> map because there was certainly a time not that long ago that there was a big gap um up northern new south wales way um which isn't certainly not the case anymore there's yeah there's a lovely spread of park runs all the way down that way and when we were looking at it as well if there was a parkrun perhaps in Cunnamulla, you would be, I think, every major highway out of Queensland coming south is covered by parkruns as well. Not being the expert on geography, um, we've got a new event starting in Casino, which is this Queen Victoria parkrun. Where's Casino? Where's is Casino? That... Casino is near Lismore. Okay. Next question. Where's Lismore? <laughs> so in the northern, yes. northern New South Wales? Um, so, and Casino is now, what's this, what's the, um, oh, I can't think of the name of the highway or the, the Summerland Way, I think is the road that goes through there. There is, I can tell you if you drive through from Warwick to go through to Byron Bay or through to the coast, there is the most dreadful, dreadful road from Woodenbong <laughs> that looks like a shortcut, but you should never, ever, ever drive on it because it. It's deceptive and it takes forever and it's horrible. Um, however, Casino Park Run and the Summerland Way is a lovely way to go and Casino is a lovely town and you should go there and do a park run. So that's great. Okay, Sonia, thanks very much. I'll let you get back to whatever's happening at the Tamworth BP on this Friday night. We have a four-hour drive back to... I think it's a four-hour... I think it's about four hours from Tamworth back to Newcastle now. We have just come... We've spent the weekend at the Warwick Pentathlon, which was absolutely fabulous event. Five events in two days, totaling a marathon distance. So there's a half marathon on the Saturday, a cross-country event, which is, what, 4.8, something like that, 
4.6, 4.6, um, a 5K road event, which is where we have a, if you have a look out, there's a massive park run photo before that one um, where people wear their milestone shirts. And then on the Sunday, there's a 10K run up, which is an ascent, which has quite a big hill climb, which is where I was watching Eurovision beforehand. Um, and then it finishes with a 1,500-metre road race in the main street. Good, good. And the numbers were good this year? Oh, it was great. Yeah, it wasn't as normally. It's really quite cold. Um, not quite that cold this year, but it's always, there's a really great community spirit. Yeah, fantastic event. I'll put it on the list to get there one day. Thanks very much for the update for New South Wales and ACT, Sonia. You are most welcome. And hopefully I'll see you on your on our travels sometime again soon. Absolutely. I think I'm out at Mudgee next weekend. Okay, we're breaking new ground now in the state of the nation because we're going a bit further abroad, not just including Australia. And I'm a bit nervous about our next guest, um, but let's see how it goes. Uh, welcome to State of the Nation, Ambassador from Malaysia, um, Mel Urbacher. <laughs> Thank you, Scotty. It's <laughs> nice to join you for the State of the Nation. Um, very excited to be bringing you the North Island of Australia uh, for the first time. Good old Malaysia. It's um, It's been fun. They, they're, they're doing a great job up there. So uh, I'll just dive in and give you some of the stats about what's been going on and what might be coming ahead to salivate the mouths of all the um, – is that a thing, salivating people's mouths? Um, all the adventurers out there for the new events coming. Please do. Go for it. I'm looking forward to this. Sounds like you've done it before. All right. So – well, yeah, I've, I haven't done this side before, so uh, please be kind. Um, so obviously, or maybe not so obviously, we've got two events currently in Malaysia. The first event, Tamanpuru Ulu, which we um, covered when they launched last year, has just celebrated its 53rd event and recently their first anniversary, which is very exciting. Going from strength to strength at Tamanpudu Ulu and the event team there are doing a great job, as are the event team at our second event in Malaysia, which was Precinct 18 uh, Parkrun in Putrajaya. So they've just done their 30th um, event. So they're not too far behind. They were about roughly six months behind Tamanpudu Ulu. Um, the guys at Tamanpudu Ulu have had to cancel a few events due to uh, conflicts in the parks and things like that over the past year. So uh, it's given an opportunity for Precinct 18 to catch up in the event numbers a little bit. Um, but both events doing wonderful jobs. Um, they're attracting a lot of attention and a lot of interest in new events. And over the past, well, it's not even a year, we've had um, lots of other inquiries come through for some prospects. Some of them, um, we've got two active prospects, which I'll leave till last, but I will just cover off some of the places that we have had interest from, which may or may not still come about in the end. So we've got um, Bangi in Selangor. We have Lake Gardens in Kuala Lumpur, which would be another exciting one for KL. Uh, we've got University Technology Marapunkak Alam Campus, which is also in Selangor. Uh, that one came through not too long ago. There's also been Malacca and Penang 
And then we come through to the two that are definitely super keen. They um, are working with our people on the ground over in Malaysia at the moment, going through the motions of getting permissions and mapping out courses and things like that. The one we've been working on the longest is in Ganang Lang in Ipoh. And the other one is in Tang, I'm going to get this wrong, Tanjung Lepat in Likas Sabah. So I understand that one's on an island in just like this most beautiful little tropical setting. So that could be another exciting one for the Malaysians. Yeah, I'm impressed. I'm impressed there's a lot of interest in, in new events in Malaysia. And I'm impressed that you got through the pronunciation on most of them. They sounded spot on. Well done. Well, hopefully we don't have too many listeners in Malaysia who are just going to like cringe when they hear that and think that those aren't even places um, and, and that people don't get in touch and write you write you angry letters okay. next week. Um, Mel, thank you very much. That was a very thorough update. You're very welcome. And finally, to adjust to adjust the gender balance in this state of the nation, we're bringing Steve Rayner from Queensland who's going to give us an update on still our biggest parkrun state. G'day, Steve. G'day, Scott. G'day, Adventurous. Hope you're all well. We are. Um, how is how is parkrun in Queensland? Is that doing well? Yep, parkrun's going from strength to strength. As you say, we're the biggest state now, and since we last spoke, uh, we now have over 100 events in Queensland, 104, with two new ones already announced, so that'll take us to 106. So going from strength to strength. Um, the good thing from my point of view about uh, where we're going, and we've, at the moment we've got 21 prospective events still to come. But um, one thing I admire about our Victorian colleagues is that they've managed to fill in the gaps between the major centres in Victoria. Now, that's a bigger challenge in Queensland, but we're starting to do this. Most of the new events on the prospect list are not in major urban centres. They're in remote regional centres and allow us to fill in some gaps. Before I talk about the new events, I'll just, just throw in some anniversaries. During the month, we've got anniversaries at Ocean View, Yarra Bilba, Roma, Varsity Lakes, Berenbar and Bowen. In announcing the new events, I'd like to throw out a challenge to the parkrun adventurers, and that is to get out to some of the really beautiful remote regional areas of Queensland in particular. But I've got one particular challenge. Um, we're starting new events at towns called Charleville, which is about 800k west of Brisbane, and Chinchilla, which is about 300k west of Brisbane. And strangely enough, they're both on the same road, and we have a number of events on the same road. So my challenge is for someone who really wants an adventure, start off in Brisbane. You can go 129k west and you hit Toowoomba where we've got two events. Another 82K on the same road, we've got Dolby. With um, Another 83K, we've got the new event in Chinchilla, which launches on the 25th of May. Sorry, I'm wrong there. That's the June the 29th. Um, then we've got another 48K, we've got Miles. Then another 142K, we've got Roma. Another 266K, and you're at Charleville. And then if you're feeling really adventurous, from Charleville, it's only another 837k to Birdsville and the famous Birdsville Hotel. And then if you want to get real adventurous, you can turn north and it's only another 720k and you're in Mount Isa with Mount Isa Park Run, Cloncurry Park Run, etc., and make a real trip of it. So I'd like to throw out that challenge and see who, see who can take that on. 
Yeah, well, well, Sonia gave us a challenge for New South Wales, and I think people are going to take her up on that. Um, and people will do this, Steve. You know they will. I hope so. I hope so. I've, I've been out to some of these events. I've been to Roma, and it's a beautiful event. Been to Cloncurry, lovely. Um, not in the wet season, but in the dry season, it's better. But uh, yeah, let's do it, people. So that's roughly where we're at. As I say, number of new events to look out for, assuming the prospects get up. We've got a couple of very famous um, regional places in Queensland that are coming, and I hope we get those going pretty soon. So that's about it with where we are in Queensland. Okay, that's a great update. And I love the idea that I'm with you, Steve, that we're getting into these, we're filling in the gaps um, in Queensland because it is a big state. Uh, and, and those numbers that you just threw around in, kilometres, they're they're significant distances and and to have towns in between and park runs in between um, is making it all and more more accessible. So exciting times ahead for Queensland. Yep. Without giving it away, we've got another couple of events on the same road that would fill in some of those gaps between here and Birdsville. Very good. Very good. Okay. Thanks, Steve. Thanks for the update from Queensland. Cheers, everybody. Not being biased at all, but now it's come time for the the best part of State of the Nation. This is where we get an update from Victoria, and we welcome back to the podcast. He's here nearly every week. Anyway, uh, welcome, Toc. Howdy, park runners. It's uh, Toc reporting in for the Channel 5 News crew in the greatest state, and I think that goes without doubt, Scotty. Yep. There's no argument from me, and uh, there's no one else here to argue tonight. So we're going with it as factually correct. Um, In the greater state, what's happening, Doc? Look, let's run with that, Scotty. Um, I I was reflecting on the greater state earlier, and I I may have mentioned this to you yesterday at Parkrun where we ran together. Um, Four or five years ago, we launched Inverloch. There was 14 events in Victoria. Uh, Today we're sitting on 75 events and one junior event. So the growth in Parkrun in Victoria has been phenomenal. Um, we have 19 prospects sitting in the wings at the moment, and I'd expect we'll probably see about half of those potentially launch in the next six to eight months. So, you know, there'll be quite a few of those this year. Um, and we've got some really exciting events that have launched recently. We've got events like Mildura, which is very remote. Um, they're averaging 210 people a week. So we've got a bit of a growth area, we think, or a fair bit of potential uh, in an area north of the Western Highway and south of the Murray River. We've got a couple of really good prospects in the goldfields area up there, um, and we're expecting to see both of those potentially launched this year. We've got a potential coming up that's going to be up in the snowfields, and that'll be a good one over... Over winter, your chance to um, go for a ski and a run all in one day. And we've got a really um, new potential in the extreme east of the state, which is almost closer to New South Wales than it is to Victoria. Just running around the state of Vic, um, we had 7,217 finishes in Victoria this week, which is a which is a really great number. Out of that, we saw a fairly high number of PBs as well. There was about 1,320 PBs amongst those. So about 18% of the people running around scored a PB. The weather was sensational, as it would be in the greater state. Um, Just sort of looking more broadly and looking at some of the clubs that we've got kicking around, uh, Victoria's got 18 people in their, their state's people list, and one of those, young Zoe Ellis, 
Um, as well as the 75 events, she's the only one that's eligible to run the juniors. So Zoe's actually on 76 events. So she's doing really well for um, a young runner. Um, apart from that, we're just looking forward to getting a couple more launches up and going. We've got some great new events along the surf coast and the events are spreading out all through Victoria. The map's starting to fill up and looking quite good. Now, Tok, you wouldn't have heard this, but uh, Steve was on just before you and he mentioned um, how Victoria is doing a really good job of spreading around the state and filling in some of the gaps. Have you have you identified a couple of the gaps? I know you just mentioned Mildura up there. Have you identified a couple of gaps where you think we are lacking and we can perhaps get a few more events up and going in those areas? Yes, yeah, Scott, look, we've got, we've got a few areas. Uh, Victoria has been really good at filling the... Um, fill in the gaps in Victoria and we're probably geographically we're a little bit more fortunate probably than Queensland and that we don't have such a large area but we do have some fairly large areas between the dots on the parkrun map as I said before north of the western highway so north of Ballarat um, we've got that line of Ballarat, Ararat, Horsham and Nil. north of that area we've got a fairly big gap in there but as I said, there's um, really good prospects for a couple of events in the the Goldfields area, and we've got a really good one at Wood End. So we're going to slowly start to fill in some of those areas. I guess further to the east, um, we've got a fairly long drive out of Melbourne, and uh, one of the latest prospects is actually over at Mallacoota. So it's going to fill in a dot right at the um, junction where New South Wales meets the sea and Victoria. Mm, that one sounds exciting. Anything in Metro Melbourne we can get excited about? Yeah, look, we've got a couple of really good prospects. Scott, um, the the area down around uh, Frankston, Seaford, that area, we've got, actually got quite a, a large area there with a lot of really keen runners come out of that area. There's some really strong running clubs. But we've sort of got park runs to the north of Cranbourne and then down at Hastings and Rosebud. We've got quite a big gap in that part of Metro Melbourne and probably Bayside. We're also lacking you know, a few dots in that area and there's a couple of really good prospects in there at the moment. Okay, that's very exciting, um, as I would expect from you, Talk and Victoria. So thanks very much for the update. No worries, Scotty, and um, enjoy. Okay, we're continuing the Channel 5 News Crew theme as we head to South Australia and welcome back to the podcast, Greta Wilkinson. Hey, Scott. Now, I'm welcoming you back in your role as our regional ambassador. So give us an update on what's happening in South Australia. Okay. Well, at the moment in South Australia, we're working with about three prospects uh, at the moment. Sort of all of them are in their kind of early stages. So if there's anyone out there who is thinking about launching a park run in their local area, um, step up, get in contact, let us know that you're interested and we'll come and... Um, show you how it's done and help you get up and running. Um, probably the most exciting thing that has happened in South Australia lately is we launched in Mobilong. So Mobilong um, is the second prison park run in Australia uh, and the first in South Australia. They launched on the 27th of April. Um, so Mobilong is in Murray Bridge, which is probably about an hour, maybe hour and a half out of Adelaide. Um, and we launched with 33 runners. Um, 31 of those runners were from the prisoner group um, and all the medical staff 
um, ran on the day, which was great. Um, all of the volunteer roles were filled by prisoners, um, and we were also lucky enough to have an Aboriginal inmate who performed a bilingual welcome to country, so we were very honoured um, to have that on the day. Um, we also had one of the prisoners do the RD role. He did a great job of um, welcoming everyone and doing the briefing and setting up the course and then encouraging everyone. Um, and then we had a lot of support and encouragement both by runners and walkers, um, some of who returned to you know, complete the rest of the course with some of the walkers. Um, and we had lots of spectators and encouragement from um, people watching the park run happen. And how did you find the experience of the day, Greta? I mean, I talked about my experience on the podcast. I wasn't sure what to expect. Did you? Um, did it live up to your expectations? Yeah, to tell you the truth, I wasn't sure what to expect either. Um, but interestingly, it kind of, you know, once we, once I got over the the notion that I was in a kind of area that I wasn't used to being in, it just felt like a normal park run. Um, obviously, there were some differences, but it had the same park run vibe, um, had the same kind of level of encouragement um, from park run participants, that same sort of, you know, elation uh, and community spirit of people coming over the line and encouraging each other. Um, so, yeah, it was the kind of event that I actually felt really proud to be a part of, and I think it will really benefit um, the community that's, that's there at Mobilong. That's awesome. Now, can I also just go back to these prospects that you're talking about? Are we talking about some metropolitan events or are these out in the uh, country areas? Actually, yeah, no, most of them are country. And actually, interestingly, um, a lot of the events that we've had launching lately have been country events, which is great for rural South Australia. Um, so, yeah, we have um, have some uh, – two of the events are quite rural – uh, and one is sort of closer closer to town, but still sort of out of the metropolitan area. So it looks like as though we're growing the, the sort of regional area of South Australia in terms of the parkrun coverage, which is great. And I'm going to put you on the spot here. Last one. Uh, can you give us an update on Meningi? I know Meningi launched, and that's in a that's in a well, it's not a heavily populated area of South Australia. And how are they going now? They're going great, yeah. So Meningi is a really small town and a really small community, um, and they had a bit of a rocky start. They've got some. Um, they've got a great team now, incredibly um, passionate people. It will probably always be one of those smaller park runs, but we all know that you don't have to have a big park run to have a successful park run. They've got a great community um, there. Um, and the the people there are really getting behind it. Of course, it's football netball season there now, so the numbers are small, um, but the people there, um, you know, still get out and enjoy it. And I think they actually had a record attendance over Easter, so they had their record attendance of 37 people, which um, they had a great day. So, yeah, um, hats off to the ladies who've um, stepped up and taken taken on that event at Meningi. Indeed. It's great to see um, Greta, thanks very much for a South Australian update. No problem, Scotty. Well, we don't have any roving reports this week, Scotty, but I think the state of the nation kind of makes up for that. Would you yeah. agree? I would agree, yes. We've already heard from some of our Channel 5 news crew who double up their roles in the parkrun world. Volunteering upon volunteering upon volunteering. Legends, all of them. 
But we do have some anniversaries and we've got a launch, a Queensland launch this week. What do you know about Graham? Graham Andrews. I know it's in Charleville. And it's been one that we've been hoping to get off the ground for a very long time. So it's a bit exciting that finally they're getting their launch date this coming weekend. Yeah, so this is the event that uh, Steve alluded to on his State of the Nation update. So Graham Andrews is launching in Charleville this Saturday. But we also have anniversaries all over the country, all over the Aussie country. They would start with Ballina Coast in New South Wales. Castle Maine, Victoria, been there. Devonport and Tassie, I've been there. Highlands in Victoria, I've been there. Mawson Lakes in South Australia, haven't been there. Keen to oh, go though. Yeah, they have great photos at Mawson Lakes. Mm. Uh, Mount Beauty in Victoria, I've also been there. Mount Penang in New South Wales, two mounts in a row. Haven't been there. Spelt differently, though. Yeah. It's how is that? I don't know how that is. I think it's got to do with um, whether, like how the town spells it. Like Mount Isa, for example. Um, I think it's abbreviated. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I don't think it is. Is it? I don't know. Mount Gambier, Mount Gambier the same. They're abbreviated. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not sure what the ruling is on that, but obviously we can have it either way. Someone will tell us. Hey, North Sydney, New South Wales, Penrith Lakes, New South Wales, and the Ponds, New South Wales. I've been to the Ponds. You have, and didn't you get lost trying to do a Freedom Run of North Sydney? No. No, that must have been no. somewhere else. You you yeah. like to go to New South Wales um, events and get lost doing Freedom Runs, don't you? Do I? Yeah. This is news to me. I feel like it's a bit of a trend. (laughs) I'm sure you've got lost on more than one, so that that makes it a trend. Okay. Mm. Hey, um, no South Australian anniversaries this weekend. Bit disappointing because I'm going over to South Australia. Mawson Lakes, Scotty. Mawson Lakes. Oh, there it is, yeah. And I even talked about it. (laughs) They do. But I'm not going to be there. I'm going to be at Torrens on Saturday. So, Mel, it's it's a new event for me. I know I was going to play fair, (sighs) but this this one's out of my control. Oh, it's out of your control. Somebody's forcing you to run at Torrance this weekend. You could volunteer, you know, Scotty. I could, actually. Look, I'll have a look at the roster and see how they're travelling, but um, probably won't. I'll I'll, I'll get that new event up on you. That's fine. You know what? Because if I... If I was capable last weekend, I totally would have done it myself. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, well, I'm... that's what I thought when you mentioned last year. Like, so I thought, hang on, what's going on here? Oh, I know yep. she volunteered last time she was there. Yes, and uh, I haven't got that one on my list yet. So, that's okay. Yeah, like I said, good enough for the goose, good enough for the gander. But Torrens, what's what's happening at Torrens? Are we having another hero at Torrens this weekend? No, no, they're, they're, that's once a month. So we've got to wait a couple more weeks for the hero. And I think I'll only, I think I'll only go because it was in Melbourne. Last oh, okay. Time. But I think Fair I don't think Park Run will ship me around every every month for the oh, hero. It'd be good if that they be did. nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, um, yeah, another conference in in South Australia, and we're staying over, um, inviting everyone to come to Torrens on the Saturday. I'll be there with the big CEO, nice. the big cheese. So, it's a beautiful run. I I'll be interested to hear which course you end up doing. Okay, 
They've got multiple? They do. They've got the zoo. They've got the zoo. Oh, I always get it wrong. There's the zoo course or the brew course. But I feel like there's another thing that they use instead of course because I feel like it rhymes with zoo or brew as well. Mm. Maybe I'm just confusing the fact that there's zoo or brew and those two things rhyme. But in one direction you hear monkeys and in the other direction you smell hops, I'm assuming. Not great. I went to school next to one of those factories and it always stank. <laughs> I don't know if it was yeast or it was the yeast factory or if it was the hops. I used to live somewhere yeah. in um in Scotland that was near a brewery and it always smelled like hot wheat beaks to me. Yeah. So that's what that's what hops smells like to me. It's not offensive, it's just um reminded me of winter breakfasts. <laughs> <laughs> 